Welcome to Mental Loops. This show is all about learning to hack your brain in order to start dreaming bigger, programming your brain to work for you, not against, and to hear stories of others who have already done so. If we can imagine in our minds, we can create it in our lives. I'm your host, Ariana Yahya. Let's begin. Ashley Hand is someone that I've been following online for quite a while and most recently was part of her mastermind called the Magnetic Branding Mastermind where we really talked about how to build our brand online and she has taught me so many invaluable things that I can't even thank her enough for. But throughout this time, I kept thinking that I want my audience to hear from her because she is such a powerful speaker. She has so many wonderful tools, tips, and tricks on how to really get our mind right, how to live in this place of truth and confidence and abundance. And she inspires and empowers women to be fully expressed and on fire in every area of their life. Um, She inspires others into action through her powerful conscious presence. And what I mean with presence is when you hear her speak, you feel the energy coming through the freaking speakers and you just want to jump up and go be your best self. She brings out the best in people. She's also the author of the book Magnetic Confidence, which is a bestseller. And she has recently coached with the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk, which is freaking amazing. And I cannot wait for you to hear her speak as always if you enjoy this episode share it tag us let us know what you enjoy well hi ashley i am so freaking excited to have you on my podcast welcome um Ashley is one of my mentors and coaches and role models for a really long time. And Ashley, you might not know this, but I've been actually following you for about five years now um, through someone else I had been following before. And you had been someone who um, popped up and I was like, oh, she looks so fun. And I remember following you like five years ago when you were into fitness. So um, welcome. How are you today? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Back in my my uh 14 day booty challenge days. Yes. I might have signed up for one of those. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. I love hearing that too. It's it's so cool because that's that's really the power of, you know, branding yourself online and like sharing your whole journey on social media is I have some people who have been with me from the very beginning. And how cool is that to be able to share that journey? So that's so cool to hear. Thank you for that. Exactly. Um, so while we're at the, you know, five year, uh, you know, topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Tell me, um, how your journey began and what your story is. Yeah. So I was a very different person five, six years ago. Uh, and I struggled a lot with, uh, my anxiety. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder. I had little to no confidence at all. I was dating all the wrong guys. I really felt super uncomfortable at networking events or any kind of social events. I had to have alcohol in order to feel like I could conversate with people. Um, otherwise I was that wallflower, you know, on the side, just disconnected on my phone the entire time. And I wasn't a total, I was scared to death of public speaking and being behind a camera. I totally, like I would shake. I couldn't swallow. I had trouble breathing. My palms would be sweaty. I was in a totally different space and I was very unfulfilled. I was unhappy. And I ended up investing in myself and going into a four month long transformational training. And that was when everything, it's what I like to call my altar call moment. You know, that was a pivotal point for me in my life where I finally was given the opportunity to face all of the stuff that I had been avoiding and stuffing down unconsciously, wasn't doing it consciously. I had no idea, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know what we don't know. So finally, when I was put in that container and it was very confrontive, I was able to face off with my demons. I was able to face off with my darkness and shine light on it. And as we know, the only way we can overcome our darkness is to shine light on it. So, uh, that was my, my journey that that's really where my journey, I feel catapulted and started because from that point on, I became me. 
I really became myself. I restored my authentic being that I had hid and shunned and shamed and muted for, for all the years of my adolescence, all through my young adult life. I finally freed myself and it's the best feeling to be able to just be you. And it's exhausting trying to be anything else yeah. than you. So that's really where, where my story began. And from there, I just, I showed up and I started playing big instead of small. And I started taking the risks and exercising those unused muscles, right? Cause like confidence, for example, is just, it's a muscle. So if you're not confident right now in some area of your life, it's because you haven't been practicing that muscle and flexing it for probably years, if not decades. So of course, of course, it's going to feel super uncomfortable and painful and all the things. So I started flexing that muscle because I realized the importance of that. And I had that self-awareness and that commitment, that drive, because I knew it was possible for me. And that's when, I mean, fast forward to today, the, I am here where I am and I am the most confident I've ever felt. I'm the most aligned and on fire and in purpose than I've ever felt. And that's all because I did the work to get here. Mm. I love that. And I think your story is so inspirational. And there are so many women, especially out there who can relate to that, right? Um, because we're told who to be, what to do, um, how to dress, compare ourselves with everybody, right? And then get to this place where we wake up one day, and certainly for myself as well, where I'm like, I have all the things, but I don't know who I am. And I don't know what my relationship is with myself. So that's I love hear, hearing that from you. Um, and in your book, and it's, it's funny because I had read your book um, a while back, probably several, a couple of years ago, whenever it came out, I believe. Um, so the book is called Magnetic Confidence. And guys, you have to go um, list, read it. It's awesome. Um, it's a short read, but it's really, really good. And in the book, you mentioned, um, you know, a magnetic, mag, mag, I can't talk, magnetically confident person <laughs> acts and speaks with conviction and certainty. And her words and actions are aligned with her beliefs and her character. And I love that the certainty part, right? Because so many times when I talk to my clients, there's sort of this idea that, or, or this feeling, it's like one, one foot in, one foot out. Like, should I, should I not? Yes. Um, am I this person or should I be that person, right? So tell us a little bit more about the certainty part. Like what, what does it take to be, to yeah. find that certainty? So <laughs> I was shitting all over myself, yeah. as I like to say, right? Shitting all <laughs> over myself. I people, I was letting people shit all over me. Mm. And keyword letting, you know, I was allowing that to happen. I had a lot of my mom shitting, you know, going on. Yeah. And a lot of my a lot of that little voice that really is is my mom, right? Because all of that is learned and it's it's just should, 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 should. So um it <laughs> That, that for me, again, when I said I experienced freedom, mm. it was breaking from all of that shitting. And for me, the only way that I was able to get to that point of really realizing what's true for me is when I realized, and now this may seem, and I've said this many times before, you probably heard me say this, Ariana, because obviously you're in my, my groups and you're in my circle. There is no right or wrong way. There is no right or wrong. There is no good, no bad. There is only what's true for you and what's not true for you. What works for you and what doesn't work for yeah. you, right? Because there are things that could be true for us. Like for example, um, you know, say like, it's really true that I'm angry and it's really true that I like, I really want to say something to that, to that guy right now, right? That could feel true, but does it work? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's where you tie in those two is like, does it work for me? Because we know if we really get real and ask like, Hey, when I did that, did that work? Like, did that help me? Did mm -hmm. that, do I kind of look back at that moment and feel proud of myself? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so it's asking yourself that question, what's true for me. And does this work? Like, has this been proven to work for me? Because that will allow you to tap into your truth. And the, the big thing for me that I had to do, Ariana, is I had to, and I don't know if I, there's any analyzers, fellow analyzers listening right now. <laughs> what do we do? We are up here. We are up in our heads 99% of the time. We're just up here thinking, thinking, thinking brain, monkey brain. 
a practice for me was dropping from head to heart and also head to body because your body is so smart. It is, you have body wisdom, body intelligence that literally will tell you Mm. your truth. It will literally give you an uh uh-huh or an uh uh-uh. It will give you that. And a lot of people are so disconnected from their feeling body, from their feeling center. And they, they actually don't even, if it starts to feel something, they resist it. And so they're, they are making decisions mm-hmm. from a place of up in your head rather than a place of alignment, truth and body wisdom. And so that for me was a huge practice that felt super foreign to me because I was always using my thinking brain and I was always overanalyzing and overthinking. And I would sh- a lot of the time shun away our emotions, whereas a lot of time our emotions are our guideposts to truth. They really are. Um, and mm-hmm. Esther Hicks says that all the time, you know, that your emotions are signals to you. And there's it's literally your body speaking to you saying, Hey, listen to me. I know the answer here. You don't need to think about this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was the biggest, the biggest, uh, shift into me feeling certain and making certain decisions and feeling certain about my truth and myself was when I really started to tap into feeling and allowing my body to tell me my truth. Yeah, that I'm so happy you said that because I just uh, recorded a podcast last week with someone who's a mindset expert, and he actually studies um, the neuroscience of the brain. And we talked about just that, that, you know, the little T trauma and big T trauma in our life. Um, if we have that, and most of us have that, right, there's, I don't forgot the percentage, but it's really, really high, is that we end up numbing, uh, numbing ourselves, we end up numbing the feeling in our body and in disintegrating the brain and the body. So we just kind of try to lose the use a logical sort of thought, right? Like you just mentioned, like we're in here and analyzing everything, but we forget to actually think and ask ourselves, where is the vibration in my body? And how does Mm -hmm. it feel? Like, what does anger actually feel? You know, what is, Mm -hmm. what does anxiety feel and where is it just acknowledging it? Right. Um, that's it. Yeah. Cause what we, what we resist persists, you know, I use that phrase all the time. What we resist persists Mm -hmm. when you are in resistance, you are actually, you are, and I was this for a long time. I mean, I was super resistant and, and that was another big realization for me is that that does not work. (laughs) It does not work to resist things. We must be, you know, practice the art of allowing and the art of acceptance Mm -hmm. because it's again, shining the light, right? So we're shining the light rather than running from something we're Mm -hmm. shining light on it. And that's the only way we're going to be able to overcome it and transmute it right? Transmute the darkness into light, transmute that fear feeling into a faith feeling, right? Yeah. From fear to faith. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then I love that you also said the receiving part, and that's something that I have recently heard you talk about on your podcast with Alexi. Um, and, and I started doing it this week and it feels amazing, like receiving compliments even, yes. right? Like when someone tells me like, I like your, I like your hair. And usually I'm like, oh, you know, I need to get a cut or whatever. And it's like, no, now I say, I received that. Thank you. I like yeah, it too. You. Right. So yes. um, I feel like that's another big part of confidence, right? Is to just to say like, yes, this is who I am. And I love me. I love that that's something that you recognized in me. (laughs) Another common deflection that a lot, a lot of women don't realize that this is actually a form of deflecting a compliment and not receiving it is when someone compliments you. And I mean, how many of you listening right now can relate to this is that someone says like, Oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. And you're like, you too. (laughs) Oh, I love your hair too. Oh, they, they Mm -hmm. right away give back the compliment because, and it's, it's a very, it's a very, you know, women do this a lot. And rather than just like in that present moment, really taking that in, like, thank you. And then if you want to compliment her later, of course you can, but it's like, really taking a moment to allow that to take that in and own it is Mm -hmm. so important. And it's tough. You'll notice like, like now that you have this awareness, no, I remember the first time I, I, someone told me this, and I think this was during my training as it was Jenna Phillips, who was, he's a, she's the co-founder. Um, I was like, huh, I'm going to see if I really do that a lot. Sure enough. I started paying attention. This is the key, right? Life is an awareness game. So 
start paying attention. Oh, I got a compliment. And I, I was doing it right away. It was like almost automatic response for me to say, oh, you too, you too, you too. Mm. It's a deflection. It really is. Yeah. And isn't it amazing how the second you become aware of it and you're like, oh, I can change it. Like you don't have to wait to change it. You can literally change it in that moment. Yeah. Um, Gabby, Gabby Bernstein is t- talks about that, you know, just changing the thought of like, you have the thought you, you become aware and you're like, oh, forgive yourself for having the thought and then change it. Right. Um, yes. I think a lot of us think that we have to attach to these things that we, we think like th- thoughts are just opinions that we have in our mind or sentences in our mind. Right. So, um, I, I try to teach people and I know you say this a lot of like, you know, you, you become aware and then you have a choice, you yes. have a choice too, right. To show up and, and, and show up who is who you are and show up for yourself and others, right. In that moment, um, mm-hmm. because your energy does other people feel your energy. And I think I'm a firm believer in, in that. And it is physics, right? I mean, it's, um, Oh, it's proven. Yeah. It's been proven. Us. It affects our significant others, our, 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 you know, our family, our friends. Um, so it's, um, if talk, speaking about, fr- go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, because I actually just, uh, watched this video of that, that was like completely, Anyways, the whole topic of it, I saw it on TikTok. I'm starting to get in and experiment with TikTok more. <laughs> and and someone in there was saying, like, we get to be the light there too. You know what I'm saying? There, you have the opportunity to reach a lot of young women in there, right? That's very young. That's and so cool. like getting them in yeah. in this kind of in this uh space and like that. this awareness, that age, that's powerful. So mm-hmm. like I'm really starting to be more intentional with my content there. Okay, so but the what this person said was to the effect of that we're, you know, basically she, she didn't say it this way, but that we're victims of the way people treat us. Like, in other words, it's their fault, right? We are like, we're just victims of their like wrongness, right? When actually we teach people how to treat us. And, and she actually was saying, she was like, and we know we shouldn't, we shouldn't be teaching people how to treat us. So, right. So it's like, again, those shooting, right. That's out there. It's mm-hmm. we we've got to break these common beliefs mm-hmm. that are not serving us because when we are and one of my, one of my absolute core values is responsibility. And what that means to me is 100 responsibility, 100% of the time. Okay. Even if a car hits me, how am I responsible? That is the highest level of leadership. And that's going to have you living your most powerful life. Because when you're a victim, you're giving your power away. You're saying, I am less than this thing happening. You're saying that this thing has power over me. That I, when you are responsible, when you're taking hundred percent responsibility, you are saying, I am that powerful. Like I am really that powerful where I know I have, I have participated in cause and created this somehow. And so when we look at the way people treat us, if you're being treated poorly, it's not about, oh, that person's crossing my boundaries, that person, like shame on them. Flip the script here, look in the mirror, ask yourself, first off, if someone's crossing your boundaries, they're your boundaries, not theirs. Mm-hmm. It's not their responsibility to maintain your boundaries. That's, <laughs> That's like your exactly. responsibility. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's <laughs> yeah, it's your responsibility. And yeah. so we are responsible for the way people treat us. Mm-hmm. We are responsible for what we're accepting and tolerating and experiencing. And so that's like a huge, huge, again, for me during my journey, huge, I was playing victim a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of us do, and we don't know yeah, we're playing victim. Absolutely. If you said you're being a victim, you'd be like, whatever, F you, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> but it's true. We yeah. do it a lot unconsciously. So when you operate from that space of 100% responsibility and start to flip the script and ask yourself the questions, what, what can I, what in this person right now that I'm experiencing who's triggering me, how does that live in me? Where does that live in me? Where does that exist in me? Mm-hmm. Because they're just reflecting back. They're all reflections. Everyone is, a ref- the way that they treat you is a reflection of how you treat yourself. It's a reflection of your values, your beliefs. So that's, that's a huge, huge core, core, uh, principle of mine that I operate from. Yeah, that's so good. It's actually definitely something that, um, you have actually taught me, um, to kind of think about is, you know, what, how am I acting and what am I saying? And 
what am I doing for other people to treat me the way that I'm being treated and always taking yeah. the responsibility of my, of my behavior. Um, and then also thinking about, you know, when we do post on social media and have a good message, but then I, I see a lot, a lot of times people shaming other people. For yep. it. And I really, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, you, you lose, you lose a person's, um, attention if you shame them first right so that's something that I also feel like people need to be aware of that you know in order to get your message across you ha- it has to come from love right so because oh, yeah. and I say that because so many of us have messages I feel I feel that all of us have a message that we, we should share um, and and I know a lot of people who want to do that on social media but are sort of approaching it maybe in a way and as a branding expert I'm sure that um you may, you may have an opinion on that, but like with your posts, I feel like there's always love first. Um, you know, even looking at anything that you do, it's like love and, uh, you know, you embrace all of, all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not about making people wrong. Mm. You know, it's just, we, we can, we can express our truth without making other people wrong. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a, a very, you know, it's a practice. Some people actually really struggle with that. Um, and, and just know that if, if you are out to make someone wrong, then that could actually be an indicator that you're not actually as grounded in your truth. Mm. Because if we were certain in our truth and really grounded in it, we wouldn't feel a need to prove other people wrong. You know what I'm saying? We really wouldn't because we would be so grounded in our truth. And there's this, there's this analogy that I like to use of, if you think of a tree, right. And this tree is a wind comes and that tree ain't going nowhere. That tree is firmly rooted. You see what I'm saying? No gust of wind. It, It cannot be swayed. It is just rooted. So that is the power of certainty and the, what the wind represents and the storm or whatever it may be, that represents the resistance that you may get, the shaming that you may get, the pushback that you may get, none of it will affect you and you won't feel the need to lash back or whatever. If you are firmly rooted in your own truth. So I love that analogy of a tree for anyone who's visual, like really picture that. And that's, that's really what it means. You will not be affected if you are grounded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to build that belief and, and to build that grounding, it takes time and it takes intentionality, right? To get clarity on digging deep. You know, we talk about, you know, even your female on fire, it's, it sounds really amazing because I love the idea that you can go back and really sort of the inner child work, the deep work of like, who am I truly? Like, who was I when I was eight years old? right? Like that, that was the true, pure me. And how can I bring some of that back? And what did I experience when I was a kid? Like, what is it that caused me to think the way that I do now? Um, And then to know all that and then decide who I want to become now, right? So that I can then build a belief to be grounded in that belief. Um, I love, love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know what, where something came Mm -hmm. from, if you know, its origin, Mm -hmm. like for example, let's say that you got some scarcity stuff like that. you you find yourself being a little, you know, you're hoarding your money a bit. You're being a little stingy. You constantly say, I can't afford it. You know, you got some scarcity stuff going on. That's actually not you. Mm -hmm. You're not, that's not you. You learned that somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? You learned that from someone or from some experience at some point in the early, early stages of your life, Mm -hmm. when you were super moldable and shapeable and malleable, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we're able to identify, this is why child work is so powerful Inner child work actually just did a post on this literally before Mm -hmm. this um, interview, when you're able to identify the source, the origin of a pattern that you have, you can separate yourself from it. So you start to gain power over it, mm-hmm. right? When you are aware of your patterns and that fact that they are not you, they've just something that they're just something that's been developed. You then gain power over them. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important because if we just kind of brush it off so many people, I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, Oh no, no, like that happened and I'm over it. Oh no, no, I've done, I've already released that. 
there is always, there is so much. I, I, even the work I've done, I could sit here and say, Oh, I've done so much work. It's been six years, blah, blah, blah. I just had an itch ceremony. It was called the welcome home ceremony. It was mm-hmm. all about inner child work. And some sh- shit came up that I didn't even, yeah. sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here. Yeah. <laughs> some stuff came up that I was not at all. I was like, Whoa, I totally forgot about that moment. Weird. Like I, like moments through my childhood that actually were very, uh, they were at the time very, um, pivotal for me. And they were, they affected me greatly, deeply. And I created beliefs from that. And I created patterns from that. So when that's why child work, I'm a huge proponent of it. Shadow work. When we identify our shadows, same thing. Um, shot, it really goes from identifying a shadow that you have to then identifying where that came from, which is the inner child work stuff. So stubbornness, right? Self-righteousness, whatever it is, selfishness, whatever shows up for you that you've gotten feedback on and that, you know, you get to work through that is not you. I promise you, it's not you. We need to identify the source and we need to rewire and repattern, you know, a new way, a new way of being that works for you because that stuff doesn't work. Yes. Um, and how empowering is that, right? Like if you have gone, like I'm, I'm in my thirties I'm 35 and all, you know, all these years, maybe before I started developing my developing my self-development work, thinking that I'm stuck with this, like I'm stuck with this trait. Like I am just clumsy. Like I used to say, like, I am just clumsy or I am just, you know, I'm just not that talented. Like I have no talents or I'm just stubborn. Like, because my parents used to tell me I'm stubborn. Right. So then that became a trait that I thought I had. And, and for years, you know, that's just the way that I thought I was. And then finding out that it is something that you can change, that you don't, you don't have to attach to that can be so powerful and can change your life completely. Right. Um, just noticing that. Um, and especially like, I know from my culture, some Bosnian and it, it's very much, um, you know, the like parents sometimes can be very kind of harsh, very loving, very, like coddle you, but, but also Mm -hmm. have opinions, right. Of like who you are and who you should be. So they, we have this idea of like who we should be and, and then we might, you know, not be meant to do certain things. So I want to invite them like to kind of really think about this inner child work and, and the shadow work, because it is, it does linger uh, for a long time. Yeah. And, and I can relate to that. So I have an Asian mother, right. And so it's, it's, it's actually very, like I had her, in my ear, you know, a lot of critiquing, uh, a lot, not very many, I mean, never growing up. I don't remember her saying, I'm proud of you, you know? Uh, so that's just the culture The the, I mean, if you can understand this, if you have any resentment towards either of your parents, just know that your parents did the best that they knew how given what they knew and what they didn't know at that time. They, they really did the, if they knew how to do better, they would have done better. Mm-hmm. Like they really did the, their best. Yeah. And when you, when you can really realize that about your, your parents, I mean, I remember when I realized that about my mom, it transformed our relationship. I used to avoid my mother. I used to, I, we, we would get together. It was like freaking world war three. Like it was just like, poof, like it was explosive. I, I really could not stand her. And she knows this. I'm open with her about this now. Mm-hmm. And, and when I went through, I always joke about this. When I went through my transformational training, it was almost like, like I went through the training and then my mom transformed <laughs> like this what the heck, crazy. but it was, yeah. it was, be- that's how powerful it is. And I seriously, I was like, this is so weird. Like, did my mom, mm-hmm. like, is this just like co- coincidence? Like, I don't get it. It was me. I was looking at her through a very destructive lens Mm -hmm. and it was causing a lot of tension and hurt in our relationship. And so once I transformed, my mom really transformed in my life view and my perspective of her and our relationship transformed because I now accepted her. And I actually started to see how her mother, so my grandma, she's still alive. I never used to pay attention to the way that my grandma treated my mom. I just like, that's my grandma. You know, like I, I never even thought twice. I went on a trip to Japan after I'd done all that transformation, that whole four month journey. I went on a trip to Japan with my aunt, my mom's sister and my mom. And I finally, 
I saw it. And I remember I, I still get kind of emotional about this. I was crying for my mother because I realized, whoa, whoa, my grandma, her mom did, did that to her. And actually like times 10, like Maria, you, you can't go out like that. No, you, you, Hey, no, no, do this. Ah, Maria, you look, you need to, you put more makeup, like, you know, just like always like, you know, just all this critiquing and, and I just saw it and I started, I felt so much compassion for my mother of like that. This is, of course, she's just showing me what she was taught. She's literally just treating me the way that she was taught. She doesn't, she did not know any better or know any different. And what the beautiful part is, is that through my transformation, I have been able to teach her so much, not through coaching her directly, not through teaching her directly, but just through my way of being. She's been able to see the way I love and accept her, which has allowed her to love and accept herself more and me. So it's been just a beautiful that's one of my biggest transformation relationships since I've done the work. It's crazy how when we be, start becoming the role models, then you yeah. know, people start looking up to us. And I think that that's actually one of one of my values to always show up as a role model and and know that my son is watching. <laughs> like I, you know, I know he's yeah. watching me. And I I really respect you sharing that story because I I I know what it means to, you know, see someone transform and you realize that you might've been the issue. So um, let's kind of touch on. So in the book too, you talk about, there's an exercise that you actually offer and it's called courage cards. I don't know if you, if you remember that from your book, Um, but I so love that. And um, because another thing that you know, we talk about fear a lot. Like there's a lot of every, every mindset we have, there's probably an underlying insecurity or fear, but how do we, how do we have the, create the courage to step into the person that we know we can become, right? And we, and it's kind of, we've talked about all of this throughout this episode, but you know, what are some tactics that you might be able to offer? And maybe you want to talk about the courage cards. Well, I'm curious. Uh, I would love to know what about the courage cards? Like really, did you like landed with you? Like what, ha- what, what about that really? Cause for, for me that I remember writing about that concept and I was really excited, um, because I was so excited to share that with other women because of what it had, what that did for me. So I'd love to kind of hear that from you as well. Yeah. I think that just the fact that, you know, it just in general, we, we do hard things like we do hard shit every day. And, you know, and actually throughout the mastermind, one of my non-negotiables that you had us come up with was writing down every day what the hard thing was I did today. So like we do all these hard things, but we don't take the time to actually reflect on what we've done. Right. And so I think Mm -hmm. that for a lot of people, if they actually sat down and wrote down things you know, that they have done before that were very courageous, because I guarantee you there's something courageous you've done in your past. And then seeing that on paper, right, like tangibly seeing that can be so powerful. Right. And I guess kind of what your experience was, because what, what happens is that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I I love that you created that daily, that non-negotiable for yourself. That's so cool because especially it's especially important when you are, about to dive in and do something you've never done before, Mm -hmm. because now you're entering foreign territory. It's not going to be comfortable because of course it's out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that's when things like, you know, courage cards, those kinds of tools come in handy because what happens is, is we get so caught up in that foreignness that we forget. We forget what we're capable of. We forget what we've created because we get so caught up in what's foreign and what we don't know that we forget what we do know about mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the fact is you've made it this far. One of my, one of my mantras that I say to myself all the time is whenever I'm in worry, like whenever I'm in a place of doubt or worry, I will say, <clears throat> because this is absolutely true for me that I've always figured it out. And guess what? I've always been okay mm-hmm. every time. And I've been, I mean, come on, every listener right now has had rough, tough moments, whether it was a heartbreak, whether it was a business deal that went south, whatever it was, we have had, maybe it was a a really physical, terrible injury that you had at one point, right? Whatever it was, we're here right now. 
You're sitting and listening to this podcast. You're sitting here and I am too. And we made it. We made it through all of our, (laughs) we made it through 100% of our worst days. (laughs) So that for me is a, is a reminder of my Mm -hmm. strength. It's a reminder of my courage of my strength of my resilience. And it's like, if I'm going through something tough or I'm starting to doubt myself, I just remind myself of my power. So that is really the concept of the courage cars. It's like, really making sure and we don't do this enough because we're so we're so future focused that we forget like our accomplishments and we're not owning them and actually those if when we own our accomplishments and what we've done and created for ourselves it serves as fuel it serves as absolute authentic truthful because we could say you know affirm mantras all day and affirmations all day and say like you know uh, what we want we've actually created so much so far. And that's actual truth. That's actual hard, cold evidence that you have that you can use Mm -hmm. to really push you forward in those moments where you feel like you can't go further anymore. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I can, I've come this far. Look at what I've done. So Mm -hmm. yeah, courage cards were, uh, are a big, a powerful tool. And it's also a tangible one, like literally tangible, Mm -hmm. like you can hold it, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, our brain is always going to be looking for the next thing, right? The next acceleration phase, like what's next, what's next, what's next? Like it's just the way that the nature of it, right? Like it's it's seeking information. And um, so just to be able to shift and say, what have I done? Like, I'm already there. Like I already, am, I already have everything I need. I already am everything that I want to become, right? I just have to be mm-hmm. able to really... Um, Take, like be present in the moment to be able to appreciate it which was another thing that I really appreciate about your book is the, you know talking about presence like being present with within this moment because we don't have like this is it like, yeah yeah <laughs> this is all we have and okay listeners right now uh, write this down because it just it just came to me when you said this when you were talking about appreciating yourself appreciation appreciates mm-hmm appreciation appreciates period. And that, that goes for you appreciating yourself. That goes for appreciating other people. Appreciation appreciates. It's a very powerful thing. It compounds. So, um, talk about, you know, the power in gratitude. That's really what, what that is. That's why people always say there's so much power in gratitude. There's so much power in being thankful. Yeah, there, there is because appreciation does appreciate. Mm -hmm. And yes, for the present moment, I, I can tell you right now, I lived everywhere and anywhere, but the present moment for so long, I was either worrying about something that already happened that was done or an illusion of something that hasn't even happened yet. Like, you know what I mean? And it's so crazy how much energy we put into that stuff. Um, you know, Esther Hicks has amazing books about this. I don't know if you are familiar with her work, Um, but what she says is that nothing can occur in our life experience without our invitation of it through thought, Mm -hmm. period. So when we're like worrying about the future or dwelling on the past, Mm -hmm. that's what we're giving energy to. And that's why we create loops, which is your your podcast, Mm -hmm. Mental Loops. That's why we create actual result loops, (laughs) right? The mental loops are creating result loops. They're creating, that's why you keep ending up in that same heartbreak relationship with that same kind of guy up against that same kind of whatever, because it's literally you not breaking that thought pattern, that mental loop that you're having. So you're creating the same result over and over again until you finally learn the lesson and and heal and break that pattern. And another powerful thing is with worrying, you know, if we have any worriers listening right now, (laughs) right, (laughs) is that- Worrying (laughs) is literally using your imagination to create something that you do not want. Yes. It's using your imagination to create something you do not want, because that's why we've heard all the, all the things about how powerful, what is manifestation? It's about focusing on what we want, declaring it. So Mm -hmm. it is so, and taking the necessary action to move it forth. Right. So when we are but worrying, we're actually doing the opposite. We're creating the opposite of what we want. Yeah. 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 We're praying for what we don't want. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and that's the reason I'm so passionate about thought work and 
um, I coach people on something called a model. Uh, if you, I don't know if you've heard of Brooke Castillo, but she has a self-coaching model where, you know, it really has you plug in what your, what your circumstances, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, and then the action that you end up taking to create the result that you get. So it's yeah. literally plugging in the thoughts and the feelings that you can feel in your body to be able to manipulate your model to get different results. And I think once I saw that model in front of me, I cried. I shit you not. I was, I walked over to the dining room and I sat down in front of Jay, my husband, and I was like, do you see this? And I said, you know, I cannot believe there's you know, there's an actual structure and system that I can now go in and teach my people to do this. Right. So it was really yeah. empowering to, to say that I, I'm not a victim of, of this, like my That's thoughts yeah. create my results mm-hmm. every freaking time. Like there's no, it never lies. Like it, it never lies. So, so true. And those thoughts are coming from the past programming. Right. So I have a model. It's funny they said it. So I have a process that I take women through mostly, but I've also taken men through this process where we go through and we do almost exactly what you said. And every time it's like, everyone's just bawling and crying because it's, it's so profound. Um, it's such a powerful and interruptive awareness to gain about yourself. And so interruptive, of course, that's why it brings you to tears because you're like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, And especially when you are able to identify that action, right? Those results that keep happening. So, um, so yeah, that work, that is the work, but I I wanted to bring up the programming piece again, which we've already talked about because I have this like visual that I, when I used to go to public, I used to public speak a lot. And obviously now since COVID, I haven't been doing the in-person ones as much, but it's identifying the, the, uh, direction that everything goes, because you have P is pattern, like your, your underlying programming or pattern that is what stimulates or where that thought came from. So it's like P T and then F stands for feeling. So a thought is creating the feeling, right? So if you're feeling crappy, it's because of a thought you're thinking that's crappy, (laughs) right? Like a lot of people like, I feel so sad right now. Well, just ask yourself the question, what am I thinking? Like when you're yeah, like, oh, I just feel so, I'm just in such a funk today. I'm in such a funk. What are you thinking yeah, about? There is a thought. What, what, what's, what's your thoughts, right? So it goes P, T, F, and then A stands for action. So mm-hmm. when we, so right, this is, this is what happens. This is the, the causal creation that happens. And it all starts from the programming, the childhood stuff to then go into the thought, to then go into feeling, to then go into the action where we're actually, because that feeling, because of that thought, we are taking an action and doing something that's then causing the R, which is the results, which is the last piece of it. So we're taking an action from all of that stuff and it's creating a certain result, which is keeping us in those loop, the pattern loops. It's all starting with the pattern, right? So mm-hmm. I, I bring people through identifying each piece of that for themselves so that they can heal all the mm-hmm. way from the beginning and create a new program, mm-hmm. a new causal creation uh, that actually serves them and gets them the result that they want. And a lot of times, by the way, people, what I have them do is work it out in reverse. A lot of the times you need mm-hmm. to, because what's the most, the most, Easiest thing for you to identify is the result, obviously, because it's stand, it's right in front of you, right? right? It's right in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's the other stuff. So you, I always, what I do is if people are like, well, I don't know what my program is. I don't know what the thought is like, Mm -hmm. right. Then that's why I take them through and work it reverse so that they identify the results, Mm -hmm. the action and, and take it through. And it's a very powerful awareness tool for sure. Yeah. And sometimes there's a feeling, right? Like sometimes we don't know what the thought is maybe, but we know that we feel like shit. Like we know that, that, you know, we don't feel right. Like my, you know, um, I might be nervous, like before recording, right? Like I'm nervous. I'm like, I know I feel this way. So then I'm sitting with the thought, with the feeling and then kind of working backwards of like, okay, what action did I take? Like what, what is happening? So yeah, you're right. You can kind of work backwards. Um, The thing that I have learned from you that I would want you to share with my audience is shifting from a negative state that we've been talking about all throughout, but there was a specific tactic that you used that was like meditating on uh, floating 
outside of oh. a, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. I use this. So I love it. Much. You don't even know. Um, but if you wanted to share with our, with our audience, I think this would be something that a lot of them could, um, use. <laughs> yeah. I actually call it spec. I, I call spec, it spec yeah. therapy, spec therapy. Yeah. Oh, it's super good. So this is a meditation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I should have just recorded myself doing that, you know, doing the meditation and like shared it. Right. Or like, had that be a downloadable from, for my book or whatever. But, um, basically what you're doing is, and you can guide yourself through this. It's pretty simple and straightforward, but you sit and you have your eyes closed and you focus on first, whatever it is that you're struggling with. So let's just, for example, let's say it's a, a breakup with a boyfriend, all right. You're going through a breakup and it's very heartbreaking and you're really struggling with it. So what you would do is, is you would close your eyes and you would picture him right in front of you, this man. And then you would picture yourself walking. You imagine you're on a street. This is how I like to do it. I like to imagine I'm on a street and I'm with this man. And I walk down the street, down the street, down the street. And I'm look and I look back and he's still there. He's a little further now. And then I see a building and I go up the building, go up the building. So this is all visualization process. You go up the building, go up the building to the tippy top floor of this building. And you look down at the street where he was standing and you can still see him there. Like you can tell it's him. You see his jacket that he was wearing. You see his hair. Oh yeah, that, that's him. Still, still standing there. And then all of a sudden, a helicopter lands on the top of this building and you get in. Like, oh, cool. Helicopter. Awesome. You jump in the helicopter. Helicopter starts slowly taking you up, up, up. And you're looking out the window of this helicopter and you see him still standing there, sitting there, standing there as a speck, speck, he becomes smaller and smaller, turns into a speck. And then as you, the, this is like all very imaginative, the, 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 um, helicopter turns into an airplane and it goes higher and higher in the sky. And so the guy that was standing right in front of you becomes a speck on the street that then became a speck on in the city that became a speck on the state that became a speck on the globe. Right. And so the, it's like all taking you out into the universe until finally the airplane shoots you up like a rocket ship out in the universe. And you realize I can't even see him anymore. He's literally a speck on a speck on a speck on a speck. And what that does for you, right. I haven't done that meditation in a while. So I was a little rusty, but what, what that does for you is it shows you the big picture, because when you're in it, like when you're really in it, when you're in heartbreak, whenever you're in pain, you're in it. And it feels like your world. It feels like your whole world is crashing down. It feels like the end of the world, right? So when you're able to distance yourself and have that bird's eye view, that perspective, I should say that rocket ship perspective mm -hmm. of the vast abundance of this universe and that that person is a speck on a speck on a speck on a speck. They're literally a page of your entire story right? Mm -hmm. So it just brings you that peace. And I remember I did that. I did that meditation when I was going through a hard breakup and my friend and I created that together. And she's also in this, um, in this space, she does uh, love coaching. So we, we created this together, the spec therapy concept. Oh, yeah. And I would do that every time. And I hadn't, I, I mean, thank you for bringing that up because I, I really do. I highly recommend anyone listening next time you feel mm -hmm. in heartbreak or in pain or something seems like a really big deal that happened. Um, use this tool, mm -hmm. use this meditation and really picture yourself rising above it, above, above, above until finally you see, oh, wait, this doesn't really matter. Why am I worrying about this? Like I got all yeah. this available <laughs> to me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I can confirm that it works because I know one day I was listening to a podcast and I was in the car and I was just, I had a terrible week and just did that meditation and literally walked out feeling completely refreshed. And it was like thinking about, like, I was thanking you because it helped yeah. so much. So thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. And um, so you shared a ton of them already, but a big part of this podcast is the affirmations or the, the loop, the mental loops. Um, and I like to provide it. I'm going to provide the ones you've already said, but are there any other mantras, affirmation loops that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, actually the one came to me, uh, you know how you said, 
before, and this, this happens to me sometimes still, right. Before I speak or before you hit record mm-hmm. on a podcast or before you go to a networking event or before you, you, you get this kind of twi- this feeling in your body of doubt, right. Of self doubt of mm-hmm. fear. So when I am in a place, when I am doing something like this, right. When I'm speaking or when I'm going to be presenting or anything like that, I have this mantra that I say to myself to get me back in the truth, which is when in doubt, focus out. When in doubt, focus out. Because the truth is, if I'm speaking, like right now I'm on this podcast, it's actually not about me. I'm here to deliver value to you and the listeners, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about me. So the minute I get nervous, who am I making it about? Me, because I'm worried about what they're going to think. If I'm going to sound stupid, if I'm going to this, if I'm going to mess up, if I'm not going to ask the right questions, if I'm right, like if I'm not going to say the right things, I, 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 me, 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 that's selfish. It's not (laughs) about me. It's not about me. I am simply a vehicle of transformation. I'm a vehicle of value. So I'm here to serve. And so when I remind myself of service, I'm able to take all of the attention off of me and put it where it gets to go, which is on the people I'm here to, here to serve. So when in doubt, focus out is a mantra that I repeat to myself every time any of that kind of feeling comes up of doubt or insecurity, right before I'm about to do something big, Mm -hmm. you know, for people, (laughs) it's typically for people. Um, I will chant that mantra in my head or out loud. And it really supports me in grounding back into the truth of why I am here. Mm -hmm. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one that I have for any perfectionists out there, (laughs) come on. Uh, I used to have major analysis paralysis and perfectionism, Mm -hmm. procrastination, because I would felt like I needed everything to be perfect before I would release it and da, da, da. So what I say is ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim. (laughs) And what that means is, is like most people are like ready, aim, aim, aim some more, aim, 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 aim some more, aim some more. And they don't ever fire. It's like, just (laughs) fire already. Like you can course correct along the way. It's okay. Like you're not going to die. If you like miss shoot a little by a little bit, like you're good. You know, at least you shot, at least you fired, at least you took action, you know? So ready, fire, aim was a mantra that I actually, that was huge for me for my business because for me to get things off the ground, I would, my natural way when I first started was like taking forever because I'm like trying to make everything so perfect. And it's like, no, it doesn't need to all be like, no, just put it out there and then course correct along the way. It actually Mm -hmm. creates a ton more value because Mm -hmm. you're actually getting live feedback and actually creating a, a, a more masterful piece of value for the people because you're getting live feedback on what they want, don't want, what happens, all those things, uh, which is way better than trying to plan and guess, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. So, that ready fire aim is been a huge one in terms of like really eliminating that perfectionism in me. Yes. I am so happy you said that because there's so much of that where people are like, well, once I do this or once yeah. it happens or, you know, when I have the this, one size, the, the one, one size, I call it. then I don't, I'll do it. And it's like, no, your brain will always delay. Like it will, it's naturally, like it'll always find reasons not to be uncomfortable and do it. So, you know, you need that like live uh, feedback loop. I think that's what they're called, like feedback loops. So like you do something immediately, you get response on like, is it good? If no one responded to this post, shit, I better change it because something is off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no, yeah. it's neutral feedback. Like all yeah. feedback is, is neutral. All events are neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all neutral information just flowing through to you for you. So mm-hmm. that that's a, a really great way to think about it too, is because a lot of people, what they're scared of is, Oh, I put this out. And then what if I get mm-hmm. a lot of hate for it? Or what if people make fun of me for it? Or what if it's not good enough? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, again, like you're remember, like as long as you are true to your intention and what you are setting out to create, like when you're true to your intention, 
that's all that matters because that intention will shine through at the end of the day. And people will always have opinions about you and what you create always. That's part of the beauty of the contrast of life and the diversity that exists in this world. So you're never going to please anyone. And you definitely shouldn't try to do that. That's one should I will should on you is don't try <laughs> to please everyone because in doing so you will dilute you, your uniqueness and your power. So get it out there and then know that any feedback that comes your way is just that feedback. And if it lands, great, implement it, learn from it. If it doesn't land and it's just straight hate, then cool, appreciate it, let it go. That's it. Yeah. Another reason why the why is so important, right? Like if your why and your purpose and your truth and the clarity that you have found is strong and you can really relate to it and say, this is my calling. This is what I'm about. This I'm giving back. I'm adding value. This is what I'm doing. Then all the little feedback and the haters and all that, it just won't matter. And it's theoretically, Mm -hmm. it might sound like, oh yeah, okay. But when you're in the work, like the work that we're doing, like it doesn't matter if there's five people they're going <laughs> to talk. Shit oh yeah. Like even if I'm reaching two people that are hearing my message right now, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to the two people that are yes. actually listening. Right. So yes. And that's what you need to focus on. Yeah. That's where the focus yeah. gets to go. I actually use haters as a measurement of my magnetism because the more magnetic I am, the more polarizing I am, meaning yeah. I'm going to attract a, a lot stronger. I'm going to be much more attractive, but I'm also going to be repelling people who ain't my tribe anyway, people who aren't in alignment anyway, and that's okay. And I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what you said about not being swayed by it, that goes back to the analogy of the tree that I gave mm-hmm. earlier, right? When you're firmly rooted and planted in your intention, that hate, that wind, that storm that comes, it's not going to sway you. You're going to be so rooted, so good that you're, you, you don't have to worry about that. If you're, if you're literally a tree sitting on top of a, with a surface purpose, right? Meaning mm-hmm. a surface purpose is something that requires external validation, right? That would be a surface purpose. Then of course the storm comes and you are knocked the F over. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah be grounded in your intention okay. and your truth. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I honestly, if you would have told me like three months ago, I'm not kidding you that I was going to record a, a, that I'm going to have a podcast that I'm going to have (laughs) Ashley on my podcast. I would have been like, um, wait, what, who? (laughs) So, so many things to be grateful for. And I'm so happy that you like are in my life and that I was able to do your mastermind and, you know, got all the things done that I have gotten done and, and created this um, connection. It's just been amazing. So I'm, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're such a brilliant, beautiful soul. I see you. I've always seen you. I see the gifts in you and everyone who's listening right now, you are in amazing hands. So thank you so (laughs) much for having me on. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed this content, you might want to consider applying for my next mastermind. It's a group of people that is coming together to figure this stuff out. If you love these topics and if you love listening podcast, but you don't know where to start and you don't know how to approach all of this work, this is the place to be. The container is created for just that, to propel you into what is possible for you to gain clarity in not only who you are, but how to create results from the inside out. All right. If this is something that you're interested in, go to my website, go to my social media, my IG, and find the link to apply for the mastermind.
Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave me a review. Also, if you are ready to get a coach, if you are ready to take your life to the next level, if you are ready to upgrade your mental loops, reach out to me on any of the social media channels or on my website for your free one-on-one session with me.